There we go. Straight off the bat. That's what we like. 0499 736 736. Get involved if there's something you're liking today at the Meadows. We'd love to hear from you. 0499 736 736. The tips will come thick and fast. Hopefully the winds will come thick and fast. And we've got guests all through the next couple of hours as well. It's a pleasure to welcome our first guest of the afternoon, uh, star trainer. Trainer extraordinaire, if you don't mind. Brooke Ennis has been good enough to jump on with us. Welcome to Midweek Meadows, Brooke. Thanks for having me. That was a, a bit of a big introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, you put the resume together. I just read it, Brooke. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> How you going, Brooke Troy here? Uh, I'd like to start off by talking to you about a greyhound that uh, is very fond at the Meadows and uh, who we love at the Meadows by the name of Baruga Brett. Uh, was crowned the 2019 Meadows Greyhound of the Year recently and uh, just want to know your thoughts if you want to tell us a bit about him. Yeah, um, I'm pretty fond of him as well, actually. <laughs> Just, I'm not biased, but uh, no, he was a great um, acquisition to the kennel. He he really turned into a real nice dog once he hit about two and a half. He, um, I remember it was um, leading up to Melbourne Cup. He, he won a real nice race at Sandown in, in good time, and I think that was almost a turning point for him. He just he just kept improving, and he, he really matured. And as you said, he um, he really raced well around the meadows. I've probably sound like a broken record, but I just I don't know what it was or what it is that made him like it. But um, you know, he loves nothing more than Saturday nights upside down the back of the car going Brooke, in the meadows, that's for sure. Brooke, do you find that? that uh, I mean, we often talk about it with uh, styles of tracks with thoroughbreds and harness, but do you find that with greyhound dogs as well, that there are just some tracks that really suit them better than others? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think I've said it before as well, it's not like he did all his trials at the meadows. It just, I don't know, if, I don't know what it was, but um, yeah, absolutely, you find some dogs really like other tracks and and sometimes don't. So, um, you know, it's a bit like we often trial at Hillsville, but never really have any luck there when they race. So, um, yeah, it's just, I don't, there's no explanation, but some of them, yeah, definitely like others better than other ones. Why wouldn't he love the meadows? I mean, what's not to love about the meadows? I mean, <laughs> to start with, I can't think of anything. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't see a reason why they wouldn't love the meadows. Uh, no, me neither. Uh, in- interesting point with Bruger Brett too. Just on a side note here for listeners, uh, owner of Bruger Brett, uh, Brett Knight, is also training in his own right at the moment. Young guy who's uh, taken the training range recently and really starting to show a lot of promise and, and doing a lot on the scene. Actually made our Australian Cup at the meadows with a greyhound called Last Hurrah earlier in the year. Uh, and uh, if we just quickly move on now to another of your greyhounds, which has been was going super, and uh, I'm sure you're very fond of as well, Brooke, was my bro Fabio, uh, who won oh. the 2014 Hume Cup and is now making his way on the stud scene as well in a big way. Yeah, I'm very fond of him as well. No, he's um, he was a great dog, and he I suppose he, he really kickstarted a career for Jamie and I, and um, he just he, yeah he was fantastic. He was strong and he raced smart and. Um, yeah, again, I think he won a couple of group ones and um, he's throwing some nice cups and he's living a, a pretty good life here, I'll let you know that. Uh, yeah, just on that, if, if you want to run listeners through, what's the life like for a retired greyhound at the uh, Ennis's property? I, I imagine it's pretty <laughs> luxurious and uh, very, you know, something that most of us would love to strive for, but uh, give us a bit of a window into that life. Yeah, I think even if you're not retired, it's pretty luxurious, to be honest. But, um, no, look, he, he's, um, I think he's just turned eight this year. And whilst he, he's probably not a dog that would like to live in the house, he still lives in his kennel. He, he's got a, I think it comes with his good racing. He has just a big attitude and, and um, he, you know, he still likes to think he's a bit of a king, which 
you know, treating like a bigger king. But no, he has he still is in his kennel and he still gets treated the same. He goes out each day for either he might have a gallop in the runs or just have a, a stroll around the paddock. But um, no, he has a pretty good life and obviously he visits the um, the stud collector every so often and you know he enjoys that too, obviously. But um, no, he he just cruises around. He's, Pretty cool, really, to be honest. He's just, um, yeah, he's a lovely life. He, the older he's got, though, he's causing a bit more grief. He, he gets a bit cranky and chewed to bed every now and then, but um, yeah, he's living a pretty good life. Hey, Brooke, we've got to let you go, but before we do, I know that um, what happens after racing is really, really big for you and, and your partner, Jamie, and uh, I'm just curious, how many dogs, former chasers, do you actually have still at your house? I can hear some barking in the background. I'm not sure if that's them or your pugs, which, by the way, I love the I love the mental image of that, that you've got all these greyhounds surrounded by all these pugs. Just paint the picture yeah. of how many dogs do you have living in luxury uh, at your uh, abode. Yep, so through the house in the backyard, I've got um, two greyhounds at the moment. I've got a couple knocking on the door to get in the back door. Um, with, with five pugs, which is a, a little bit aggressive. But, <laughs> but no, they, they get along so well, and I recommend anyone to get a greyhound, obviously. And then also I've got four retired ones here that um, yeah still have a kennel and live a bit of a life like Fabio. So, um, yeah, we look, if anyone knows me, they know that it's hard for me to to give them away or to rehome them. So, um, yeah, there's generally more retired ones here than race dogs. Uh, Brooke, it's been wonderful catching up with you, and I would just imagine that it would be the pugs who would rule the roost. Would I be right in, in saying that, that the, the pugs <laughs> demand right of way? Absolutely. I would, um, <laughs> I'd have a great... <laughs> to be honest, I think I'd have five greyhounds rather than five pugs. <laughs> uh, Brooke, we've, it's been great to catch up with you. Well done on, on the work you have done and, and will do and continue to do with greyhounds on and off the track. It's been great to have you on Midweek Meadows. Thanks so much. Great. Thanks so much, guys. Is we go straight to the top, the heavy hitters are who we like to get involved on this show, and they just don't come much heavier as a hitter. And I, I don't mean that literally. I mean that figuratively, of course. Uh, the great man, Andrew Copley, who is the communications manager at Greyhound Racing Victoria, does a sensational job, and he's been good enough to jump on with us today. Hello, Andrew. <coughs> Yeah, good afternoon, Sam and Troy. Thanks for that intro. I don't know how, if I'll live up to that, but uh, we'll give it a go. Nice to be nice to be with you as we're hearing the uh, the races live from the meadows. It's wonderful, and uh, Troy doing a wonderful job with his tipping, obviously. Hey, Andrew, it's Troy here. Thanks for that. Always appreciate the compliment. Uh, how's things been going in your life at the moment? How's work? How's GRV? Been interesting, Troy. Uh, you, you of course, used to work with me at GRV some years ago, and we had a lot of fun, but. Um, yeah, been obviously a bit different in 2020. The, the entire, uh, basically, office virtually is working from home. Um, so it's been a huge operation. But, um, you know, the pressure's been on to perform with racing, probably the only sport that's really going around at the moment. And um, we've been feeling it. And, uh, you know, a lot of extra emails fly around because people aren't travelling to work anymore. And that would be the, the uh, situation across many businesses. But um, it's been great. We've had some big races on in recent times and um, the media opportunities just keep growing and growing and, and we're trying to capitalise on every single one of them. I think that's really important. As, uh, the thing to focus on here is just how well the industry has done during mm. this period. Uh, and, and that's, uh, you know, got to give credit to GRV for the way they've managed a lot of it and the industry participants and the clubs to all come together, work together and, and keep racing going through in what's been an unprecedented times. Um, 
just if you could, Andrew, tell us a bit about your role at GRV and uh, and what would that mean in terms of a big race night content? Yeah, so basically uh, I head up uh, the content team, which is uh, a team of five, and we're part of the marketing and strategic communication branch there at our West Melbourne office. And it's a really interesting role for, for our team because... We create content for a variety of audiences, whether it be our industry participants, uh, whether it be written content. We've got a column in the Herald Sun each week. We've got numerous radio spots each week across various stations, including SEN Track, of course, with Molly Haynes, and uh, video content podcasts, a weekly uh, newsletter, and also a monthly magazine. So plenty of content, plenty of deadlines that need to be met, and the team is just amazing. And you asked about big race nights, Troy, um, I couldn't be prouder of my team. When there's a big race night on, these guys, they um, you know they work their nine to five, and then no questions asked. They know it's game on. It's our final. They're, they're up. They're about. They're getting the replays up on Facebook straight away. We've got live Twitter coverage. Uh, we have a story up within an hour of the race, and that's sort of being generous. It's usually a lot quicker than that. We're co- coordinating with the photographer on the track, Blue uh, Blue Stream Pictures, Clint Anderson, who does an amazing job. One of the greatest. Uh, sporting photographers you would find um, and yeah it's just go go goes uh, it, it really is well, I think we're a well-oiled machine and I think the word's getting out there and um, our channels are growing and growing more and more week by week. Yeah you've been incredibly innovative uh, especially during this time uh, Andrew and, and some of the uh, innovations that have been and initiatives that have been coming through whether it be charity aspects or different styles of racing and different feature racing you know the grade 8 has been fantastic and it's going to be sensational tomorrow night as well What I, I love the watchdog and we talk about the watchdog a lot on SEN track especially when we're trying to point our SEN track family into where they should be playing and how they should be evaluating the form. I think it's sensational the work that goes into that and the way that it guides the punter uh, into what they should be looking for in each dog. Just tell us a little bit about this and, and how it works on your social media platforms, The Watchdog. Yeah, sure, Sam. It's um, it's actually been terrific. Um, since earlier this year, uh, so The Watchdog Form Service uh, basically had an app come out not too long ago, but the live vision of every Victorian Greyhound race was introduced, along with the free form guides, and that gave us something really strong that we can promote and uh, as of about nine months ago, we introduced uh, the Watchdog Racing channels on Twitter and Facebook. They are growing immensely. They are not just a form guide. They are the highlights within the form guide. Mm. So anyone wanting to know what is going on on the racetrack that's worth watching, you know, if you're not a, a, a diehard, want to watch every race sort of a person, we bring out the highlights. We highlight key stats, whether that be around the star dogs or around the star trainers. Uh, the super superstar matchups, you know, they might not be racing on a standard. It might be at Horsham on a Tuesday night, but you've got two gun dogs up against each other. We let people know that through this platform. And also the inside mail from trainers, which is obviously really popular. And all those posts that we do, uh, they link through to the Watchdog app where you get your form guides and you click to, to bet uh, with tab and also your live vision. So, um, yeah, it's working really well. So anyone interested? go to Watchdog Racing on Twitter and Facebook. Andrew Copley, yeah, we've got to get to our news, but we can't let you go without you giving us maybe a tip for what's going to unfold this afternoon at the Meadows. Race 6 is eight minutes away, and then we're very, very excited about the Victorian Business Challenge where we've got eight businesses that have come through 
uh, at SEN underscore track, and they've texted through 0499 736 736. They're going to be attached to eight different dogs. So it's going to be a fantastic day at the Meadows today. Have you got a tip for us, something you like? Yeah, look, I could only follow the watchdog's best bet, Sam, and he's been on fire lately, and he's gone with Mapunga Felix. Race 11, box two. That race to jump at seven minutes past three. Trained by Jeff Britton. He was a brilliant winner at the Meadows three starts ago, and he should get a dream run from that inside draw there in the check. Uh, Andrew, always a pleasure to catch up with you, mate. And as Troy said, you guys have done a sensational job, not just through this time, but before and I'm sure after as well. But you should be really proud of, of how you've handled this and how you've innovated during this time. And we really appreciate you jumping on with us for Midweek Meadows. I appreciate the support, guys, and uh, enjoy the rest of the show. So far, Midweek at the Meadows, this is what it is all about. Don't miss the Meadows every Wednesday and Saturday for some of the best greyhound racing in Victoria. Now, it's not all. Um, about uh, winners. Um, it's not all about um, uh, big collects at the Meadows. It's about good times that we have when we're out there, Troy Iwanek. Uh, it's about the community. It's about the club itself. It's about the participants. It's about the whole industry. But it's also about doing a little bit to help out where you can. And the Meadows does that sensationally. It has a range of different charity partners that they get themselves involved in. And each week we like to feature one of the special charity partners that the Meadows um, helps out wherever they can. This week, we'll be speaking to Jeff Baylor from Carinya Society Services, who's been good enough to jump on the line. Uh, Jeff, I, I don't know if this is um, considered um, unethical at all, but did you have any of the charity's money on Troy Iwanek's tips early on there? Because I reckon he would have absolutely just uh, skyrocketed your, your, your fund. No, I haven't, but uh, I've been following my own dogs, so I've kind of uh, plucked more, more, more money on them. Hey, well, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Of course, that is tongue-in-cheek. We know that you wouldn't do anything uh, any rem- anything uh, remotely yeah. along those lines with your charity. Um, we really thank you for, for joining us. Tell us a little bit about the Carinia Society and, and, and the work that you guys do. Yeah, sure. Um, we're an adult disability day service in Colbert uh, in a local community there, and we we have uh, participants there aging between 18 and 78 with uh, different facets of disabilities. Uh, Jeff Troy, I want to hear, mate. Uh, just uh, if you could hey, also, Troy. how are you going? Um, I, I believe you you obviously go to the Meadows quite a bit. Do you want to just tell us a bit about your yeah. association with the Meadows and uh, and and what your involvement has been when you've come to the track? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I've been involved with greyhound racing for RG training for over 19 years. So I actually brought that uh, to Carinia and actually let them know about what the, the Great Chase was all about. And so for the last 13 years, our disability services actually have been part of the Great Chase and attending the Meadows every Wednesday. Hey, um just for those who might be interested in donating to the Carinia Society, Jeff, just tell us, where does that money go? How do you put that money to work? You've spoken about what you guys do, but where where do you yeah. invest that money to help out? Yeah, well, the money that, that is actually earned or, or given to us is actually, most of it goes into personal care. A lot of the stuff for our participants could be the music program, could be the art programs. Um, for personal care, could be hoist, could be beds, and so it's very good use to to our centre, and very much appreciated. 
Yeah, look, uh, as you say, Jeff, you guys have been a part of us at the Meadows for a long time now, and uh, you were involved yeah. in the Great Chase event. You were involved in last year or this year's Oz Cup charity promotion, uh, and uh, yep. and we know that you often come and bring clients to the Meadows on a Wednesday for the day meetings as well as for a day out. Uh, sure. While we're talking about dogs, uh, any dogs that you want to tell us about that you've got that you know, maybe the followers out there could just follow and listen to? Yeah, I, I got a, a dog up there with the, the Geordie Lord camp uh, called Conrad Strait. I got another one in New Zealand um, called Famous Lee. And just a couple of younger ones here in Melbourne going around. But, um, you know, being involved with Greyhound Racing for such a long time, you know, just to have that, that community and be involved with my basically my favourite sport, I mean, I couldn't ask for anything better. Well, uh, we might be able to just go you one better, uh, and we really appreciate you jumping on again, Jeff, to tell us all about what the great work you're doing, Carinia Society Services. But we don't like to leave uh, anyone empty-handed when they join us on Midweek Meadows. So Troy has a little parting <laughs> gift for you. Yeah, as we said last week, and uh, and we'll do going forward, uh, every charity that comes on and talks to us on this program will walk away with $200 as we after we do the interview with them. So there'll be $200 going to your charity, Jeff, and uh, we appreciate you uh, being a part of the Meadows with us. Fantastic, and I uh, really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you very much. Uh, Jeff Baylor from Carinia Society Services. They provide adult training and support services to advance the independence, dignity, worth and human rights of people with disabilities. So 70-day programs, as he said, more than 110 participants and they offer community respite care and specialist disability accommodation services. So go and check out what they do on the website. Uh, $200, the cheque is in the mail, so don't you worry about that and we can definitely afford it today because we are going very, very nicely. Uh, Troy, I want to, when we come back, we're going to just start working through for people the list of businesses that have got themselves in to the Victorian Business Challenge, which is race eight today at the Meadows. And so if, if some of them hadn't been notified, I believe they've all been notified, but they might still be waiting to hear. You can register for next week's race eight by texting us 0499 736 736 is the number. You're listening to Midweek Meadows. Don't miss the Meadows every Wednesday and Saturday. For some of the best greyhound racing in Victoria, we'll come back and set the field for you for the Victorian Business Challenge, which is... Live on SEN Track, welcome to the Midweek Meadows with Sam Hargraves and Troy Iwanek. We are seven minutes away from what is the main event when it comes to our show, the Midweek Meadows. Race eight this week is the Victorian Business Challenge. Last week, we put the call out, Troy Iwanek, and we said to you, we said to businesses, we know you're doing a little bit tough at the moment, and one thing that the Meadows likes to be uh, is the club for the people. And what we did was we said, hey, we want to help you promote your business because we know that there's a lot of small businesses doing it very, very tough. So a lot of people text in to 0499 736 736 to get themselves one of the eight dogs available to pin their business name to Troy. The winner of the race, race eight, which is in about seven minutes, will get race nine next week on Wednesday at the Meadows, named after their business exclusively and all the promotion that comes with that. They'll also get $250 to spend at the Meadows when we can have crowds back, which hopefully is not too far away. Now, the Victorian Business Challenge will happen again next week. We don't know what race yet, but you can text through 0499 736 736. Troy, if you please take us through the field what businesses have been able to claim what dog in 
race eight. Yeah, look, this is the important part about it, I think. We're going to name these businesses as we go through, give them the box that they've got. And I think it's important, like we said, to talk them up and talk about, you know, the tough time that a few of these places have gone through, uh, like everyone's suffering at the moment. So in box one, we've got a greyhound called Denzel Bale, Mm -hmm. and that'll be given to Clear Pack Australia. Clear Pack Australia, who have already texted through for next week, by the way. That's how keen they are to be involved in the Vic Business Challenge. 525 metres. Tell us about Denzel Bale. Yeah, look, uh, currently at about six to one on on the tote. Um, probably not too badly suited off the red, uh, but we'll need a little bit of luck in this race. Uh, box two will now go to a greyhound called Tarmat, and that'll be going to Shine Tiling Services. Well done to ty- Shine Tiling Services. Uh, what are we thinking, uh, Tarmat? Uh, yeah, uh, Probably needs a little bit of luck in, in, in this race of okay. current form, but it's an eight-dog greyhound race. Anything can happen. Now, box three, we originally had a greyhound by the name of Nangar Russ, which has been scratched, and uh, reserve number 10 goes into there. So a greyhound by the name of Pink Turtle, mm. and that is for Bentley Housing. Uh, there we go. Beautifully done. Bentley Housing, great to have you on board. So the emergency dog comes in, and by the way, not uncommon, very, very uh, normal to have a, an emergency dog come in and just steal it. So it's uh, yeah, look, it's, it's not one of those uncommon things where if you if you watch greyhound racing enough, often the reserves pop up more often than than not, and uh, it, it could be one of those situations here. Um, we'll move to box four now, and a greyhound called Zipping Sullivan, which uh, is, is the tote favourite at the moment, uh, and that'll be going to Home Maintenance Wattle Glen. Uh, it certainly looks the one to beat in this race on, on current form. Uh, but we'll go back to our tips later on. We'll, we'll get through these first, I think. Absolutely. Um, so, Home Maintenance Waddle Glen, well done to you. Thank you for being involved. So, you've got Box 4, which is Zipping Sullivan. Box 5. Box 5, a greyhound by the name of Say Hi. Uh, and that'll be going to Western Suburbs Horse Supplies. Um, and Look, again, we'll come back to these runners as we go through. Box 6, I'm a Dominator. We'll be going to Hive Building Co., Box seven, Monster Harley will be going to Plaster Plus Clayton. And in the box, think box, box eight out wide, a greyhound called Weona Pete will be going to Walk Dog Walk, uh, which is aptly named actually. Yeah, that, so. that's, as, that's as big a omen as I've ever seen in my life. Walk Dog Walk. Um, we're a late entrant, I think, this week, so lucky enough to have their name pulled out uh, of the hat for the Victorian Business Challenge. Uh, and I believe if I was a betting man, I'd say that they are a, a professional dog walking service. <laughs> I would have to go through that association as well and assume that. The clue that. may be in the title. <laughs> it, well named business. Um, and uh, good subject matter to be getting your name mentioned with. Uh, now, I guess while we're here and we're talking about this, we, we should do quickly do the tips, I guess, give people a chance to get on and have a look at the form themselves before we go across to Marg later on. Um, so my tips here, I do think the four looks tough to beat Zipping Sullivan. It drops in class here. It was racing against Black Opium on Saturday night, and we know Black Opium's a Group 1 winner recently in the Sapphire at Sandown. Um, Black Opium didn't win on, on Saturday night, ran second in a, in a great effort, uh, but that class of Greyhound is not the same as here on today's meeting. If it does begin and runs a similar race, it will be tough to beat. But I did think the red, Denzel Bale, was well drawn and I thought it was a bit of value. Yeah, and and has a very good PB here. 30.22 over the 5.25 is nothing to sneeze at. No. And and actually, would you think too, Troy, that with Nangar Rust actually being scratched, one of the fastest chasers on the planet, um, but does like to have a bit of room early, doesn't like to bump into too many on the dance floor, do you think that maybe opens it up a little bit more for a Denzel Bale? 
It, it probably does. Um, I think Nangar, Rust and Zipping Solomon were probably going to be the two quick beginners here if, if at their peak and they do what they can do um, out of the boxes, which could have meant that uh, they may have crossed earlier across to the red. Uh, this now, Zipping Sullivan, like I said, it, it is dropping a long way in class here and, and does look tough to beat on its recent p- performances. But if the red does jump well and pushes over the inside, it's definitely a chance. Um, I, I wouldn't write off that at all. Um, and in many of these races, when you get a short price favourite like this, there's nothing to say that they can't miss it slightly, find a bit of trouble early, a greyhound around them, comes in or goes out of the box uncharacteristically um, and it opens a race right up. So all our uh, businesses in the business Victorian Business Challenge here are definitely in with an open chance. A greyhound race is never certain. And, Absolutely. Uh, anything can happen here. Uh, but uh, for those who are having a, a Could bet be a on wonderful the race as networking well. opportunity as well. I'm seeing, some, I'm seeing uh, some connectivity between some of the businesses that are here. You've got housing services, there's cleaning services, tiling services, there's home maintenance um, uh, horse supplies, there's plaster supplies, tiling. Um, Absolutely. Uh, come out to the meadows and have a big night and get to know each other. Absolutely. This is what we're trying. We're bringing people together. That's what Midweek at the Meadows is all about. Um, now, Marg's going to join us in the next segment, so we don't have to rush to get to her, so we can spend a bit of time here. Marg's been good enough to say, hey, I understand how important it is for the small businesses that have nominated and who have been lucky enough to draw a dog to get a bit of airtime, and we're very, very happy to do that. So we're just about a minute away. So... Just to reiterate what's on the line here, $250 voucher for the Meadows when we can have crowds back. You'll also get a race named after your business next week. Now, it was going to be race nine, but we're going to just wait and see the draw yeah, on that. that. That'll also include getting your name on the board. Like, if you're watching Sky Channel now and you'll see the name above the boxes, Yes, you'll also see it on the forward board as well. That's on all Sky Channel. So the winner will also get their name put up in lights. Beamed into homes all around the country. Pubs all around the... Well, not the Rin pubs at the moment. Think think of the advertising. (laughs) Absolutely. So promotion, excitement uh, and reward. All up for grabs here. This is what the Victorian Business Challenge is all about. I I reckon we run through these boxes just one more time so people know who's in what. So box one, we've got Denzel Bale, Clear Pack Australia. Box two, Tar Matt, Shine Tiling Services. Box three, the reserve comes in, Pink Turtle wearing the 10 rug, Bentley Housing. Box four, Zipping Sullivan, Home Maintenance Waddle Glen. Box five, Say Hi, Western Suburbs Horse Supplies. Box six, I'm a Dominator is High Five, sorry, High Building Co. Uh, box 7, Monster Harley, Plaster Plus Clayton. And Box 8, we own a Pete out wide for Walk Dog Walk, the omen bet here. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so Zipping Sullivan at the moment paying just over $1.30. Denzel Bale uh, around 5 and a half. Monster Harley, 13s. Tarmat, 17 Say hi, 19, and we own a Pete, 21. But don't worry too much about that. As our man Troy Iwanek said, who, by the way, is tip three from four, anything can happen. Who is your tip? I am tipping the four on top. I think it is the class runner here, and with a clean uh, early break, I think it will be hard to beat. All right, let's get to the action now. Good luck to all our businesses. Remember, we'll tell you how you can register for next week as well, but let's see how this one unfolds. Green light is on. $1.50 the tank, zipping Sullivan. They're ready. 
racing. Zipping Sullivan began okay. Tarbat won the start. Denzel Vale drives hard and now Zipping Sullivan motored up to join the leaders. So Denzel Vale out the straight led. Zipping Sullivan say hi got around a third two and a half lengths. We own a Pete. Then I'm a dominator followed by Tarbat, Pink Turtle and last of all Monster Harley. Off the back Zipping Sullivan surged to the lead. Open up two on Denzel Vale and say hi. Next in the field I'm a dominator then we own a Pete but around the turn Zipping Sullivan a length and a half in front. Denzel Vale tries to come again but Zipping Sullivan won at a length. Beat Denzel Bale. Third in We Own a Pete. Fourth a photo. Monster Harley. I'm a dominator. Then Pink Turtle. Well back. Say hi and Tarmat in 30 and 16. Well, not only did Troy want it go four from five for the day, but the most important thing, we have our very first winner of the Victorian Business Challenge. Zipping Sullivan ends up winning. Please, Troy Iwanek, who was the lucky business that have won themselves a race to be named after them at next week's Midweek Meadows? Yeah, and we'll add the $250 voucher for when we open back up. And, yes. and to put their name on the board is Home Maintenance Wattle Glen. Uh, so congratulations, Home Maintenance Wattle Glen. Absolutely. Big round of applause from the whole audience in here. And uh, that is very, very exciting. So well done. Can, can I just point out too, just on that, we mentioned the one Denzel Bale who's finished second. And our omen bet, we own a Pete at 360 for a place, has gotten up a third. Oh, walk, dog, walk. It almost walked its way to a win, um, but just couldn't quite get there. And, and Denzel Bale, who we spoke about as well. So um, uh, that is just a feel-good part of the day i reckon a wonderful initiative from the meadows great to see them supporting small businesses around the place who we know are doing it tough so if you've got a small business at the moment and you'd like to try and get your way in to the victorian business challenge for next week all you need to do is text your business name and midweek meadows to 0499 736 736 0499 736 736 cello bags australia have already nominated and put themselves in clear pack australia by the way <laughs> straight back in after coming second and want to have another go next week but 0499 736 736 is the number uh, that just warms the cockles of the heart a little bit troy doesn't it it does and i think that's what you know at, at the meadows we're all about like we said we're all about community we're about the people we're about participants and we're about trying to have a good time we're about the dogs more importantly but as much as we can give back to community is what we try to do on SEN Track. You're listening to the Midweek Meadows with Sam Hargrave and Troy Iwanek. I was still basking in the glory that was the first ever Victorian business challenge. It was won by home a race Waddle Glen off the back of some very sharp racing from Zipping Sullivan and of course they will get an, a race named after them next week and a $250 voucher along with all the promotion that comes on the big screens for Midweek Meadows. Don't miss it uh, every Wednesday and Saturday for some of the best greyhound racing in Victoria. The first at Bendigo isn't too far away by the way uh, but before we do that um, Marg Long was a much loved uh, former general manager of the Meadows who's now retired but I reckon she would very very much like the work that the Meadows is continuing to do and I reckon would have got a real kick out of the first ever Victorian Business Challenge. Marg, were you, were you happy with uh, that little promotion and how that went? Hello to you. Uh, hi, guys. Um, yeah, very happy. I love seeing the promotions and uh, you've got a great manager in Ashley there now and it, you know, it's going along absolutely super. Hey, Marg, Troy, I want to care. How are you going? 
good, Troy. I uh, just... <laughs> that's very good. How's retirement treating you? That sounded ominous. How's retirement treating me? Well, um, well, I suppose there's a bit of upsides and downsides, you know. I miss some of the people, but um, it's coming up to, oh, I'll be 12 months at the end of June since I've finished, so... Um, did a bit of a stint at um, Greyhounds Australasia for three or four months after I finished and so spent the last six months working with a, a friend at the club but of course they're all closed at the moment so just doing a bit of part time but you know I fill in my time let's say. I know you're an avid Geelong supporter and uh, obviously had the AFL still been running at the moment you would have been watching all those games keeping you quite busy but uh, moving on from footy I guess uh, what, It's uh... not far to go Troy not far to go now <laughs> I thought that might be your response um, Now just if you can Marg and uh, look you've had a great career at, at the MGRA the Melbourne Greyhound Racing Association you've been a big part of it um, I think in the past anytime anyone mentioned the Meadows they, they also mentioned Marg Long and um, it just went together. Uh, tell us about some of the, your best memories about the Meadows and, and what, what what do you remember most fondly about the Meadows? Gee, that's an awful lot because we were 20, 20 21 years there now and um, it's, uh, I, th- I think my biggest memory was actually the building of the Meadows because that was a greenfield site and we looked at something like 80 properties where we could build uh, after leaving Olympic Park and being in limbo for three years and um, finished up doing the deal out of Broad Meadows, and it actually worked really well for us. We sort of ran a competition to, um, to the, with the architects, a number of architects, you know, selected to come up with designs, and then we went with the one that we actually have. Um, and that process, that whole process was really a fantastic time. Worked with a lot of very professional people to get the outcomes that we did. And, um, you know, it, it set the scene for our future, really, and, and that probably sits as a, oh, I don't know, absolute milestone in my life, you know, and, and a real a real opportunity to sort of do something uh, pretty big, actually. So, great effort by yeah. all concerned. I think it goes to show now, like we see the Meadows as it stands today and um, the way it operates, the way it runs, has all been off the back of, of your great work, Marg, and, and I think that shouldn't be understated. Um, to be there from the start, to get it through where it is now, um, has been a, a fantastic effort um, and, and we must congratulate you for that. Um, uh, what, uh, what are your thoughts on the current landscape at the moment of greyhound racing? Where do you see the future? No, I think it's very strong. I think, I mean, we all acknowledge that we came out of a bad patch five years ago, but I think the processes that have been put in place uh, since that time have been enormous. And I, I think that, I think the industry has um, dictated respect over that time. And, uh, you know, I really think that the industry can just continue to fly. Um, a lot of changes were made. And I think that the industry has taken those on board and welcomed them and worked with them. And I, I really believe we're very strong. So, and I think that's shown too in our market share and whatever else, you know. Um, we stood up to it pretty well and, and, you know, credit to the board and to the clubs, to everybody who's worked to make that happen. Yeah, I think that's that's a very good point. I, I think um, it was tough times we went through, but now we're on the trajectory and going in the right direction. Hey, Mark, just stay right there. We've just got to take this at Bendigo and we'll come straight back to you. The first on the card, they're underway. Set race one. 
Away, my father's son a little slow to begin and first out another episode went out to lead Gemma Rapid who's challenging on the outside and now my father's son getting busy a length away and really punched the rail hard to go through and grab the lead to midfield Leo's my champ Aston Anita, uh, well back now to Lex's delight quid pro quo at Aston Barney, so my father's son with a nice turn of pace, turned for home by three to Gemma Rapid, then another episode but this is all my father's son a really nice turn of foot in the middle part races home to win it softly, my father's son by four lengths to Gemma Rapid, third another episode and fourth out wide quid pro quo then Aston Anita, Leo's uh, my champ with Lex's delight and Aston Barney, that's an outstanding run for a tier three maiden, 28-25 and a hot turn of foot mid-race. Thank you very much uh, for just holding on with us there, Marg. It's been a, an absolute pleasure to have you on, and uh, I'm sure you're very, very proud of what not only the, the club has been able to do, that the Meadows, but also the sport has been able to do in what's uh, been a really unprecedented time. It must just warm your heart to see how well the industry is going. Well, it does. Uh, as I say, congratulations to everybody, uh, to the board who've managed to keep us racing over this period of time and to the owners and trainers who have worked really hard. I mean, they're ha our heart and soul and um, they've done a fantastic job to to go through this difficult period, you know, and uh, come out as well as they have. So to keep racing has been huge. Marg, it's been great for us to have you on. We really appreciate it and we look forward to catching up with you again soon. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, boys.